We give you praise, Holy Spirit, for the great and mighty things that you're doing, for the cleansing, for the worship, for the purifying, oh God. And Lord, we just ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that it will go, um, this purification process, oh God, will go deep down, even into foundational principles that we have received, we had adhered to, um, and we have accepted for so long. Father, that this cleansing process will go into the foundation of our lives. It will go into the foundation of our beings, our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. God, we ask that in the name of Jesus, that even foundational lies in our bloodstream, oh God, that Satan had opened access ways and access gates in the bodies of some people resulting in sicknesses and diseases. And it has been embraced for so long because they have said to themselves, um, this is who I am. This is my general Um, let's just continue to pray. Apologies. Father, we just declare that in the mighty name of Jesus, that Lord God Almighty, every part of us, every part of our being um, responds to you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, our spirits, our souls, our bodies, they respond to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we just begin to declare, oh God, that um, even in the blood, oh God, that any kind of um, double-mindedness in the blood, Father, anything that is contradictory um, to your position, contradictory to your heart, contradictory to your um your your works contradictory oh god um, to the sacrifices you have made. Father, we ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that Lord God, let it be taken down, let it be pulled down, let it be uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just pray that even on the soul level, oh God, Father, that anything that is contradictory to what it means to carry the soul of the Lord inside of us, what it means to be in perfect harmony, oh God, with your soul, your spirit. Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Ghost, let your word go deep down, oh God. Let it begin to purify, oh God, even on the soul level, Father, any kind of double-mindedness that exists in the name of Jesus. Father, we just rebuke um, demonic passions, demonic positions. Father, we just rebuke anything on the level of the soul that is contradictory to your position, that is contradictory to your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in, in Genesis that she saw that the fruit was good for food and was profitable to make her wise and it was pleasing to the eyes. She was attacked on a soul level and Eve gave up her authority because of a double-mindedness in the soul because her soul began to desire that which the Lord um, did not want it to. And so at the moment that happened, there was a break in authority. And so Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we just pray for purification of souls, oh God, for the purpose of what you are setting in us, for the purpose of what you are establishing 
establishing in us for the purpose of who you are calling us to be. We bring our souls into perfect alignment with your will. We bring our passions, our desires, oh God. We bring our dreams, our hopes, every single thing inside of us into alignment with your will in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, even on the body level, oh God, on a, on a spirit level, oh God, we begin to call, Father, for a, a, a realignment, oh God. I will call for a purification, oh God. Even in our spirit, Father, we decree and we declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that Lord God, that you will purify the eyes of our spirits, the hearts of our spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus, that even on the level of the spirit, oh God, that Father, there will be a purification going on by your Holy Ghost. And we ask Holy Ghost that you take perfect control. Come on, begin to pray. Even on the spirit level, oh God, I will be in perfect alignment with you. There shall be no double-mindedness in my spirit. I push away any kind of lie, any kind of lack of faith. Father, I declare that my spirit is in oneness with your spirit in the name of Jesus. My God, I trust in you, oh Lord. And I believe, oh God, that as we receive your word tonight, oh God, that there is movement going on in my spirit. Come on, pray for yourself that even on the spirit level let every double mindedness be taken care of in the name of the Lord Jesus we decree, we decree, we decree that our spirits are able to receive the word of the Lord, are able to process the word of the Lord, are able to sustain the word of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, like I said tonight, um, I, I'm just gonna real quickly in prayer rain. You know, we like to teach and we like to um pray, teach and pray, teach and pray. Um, tonight I, I sense in my spirit that part of all the Lord God will have us talk about is how to gain access by building capacity um, because we'll be talking about access and we'll be talking about all the things that God has reserved for us and how in the month of um, October, you know, the Lord began to speak to us about access and the doors in the spirit realm in September and how in October we are entering, we are laying hold of, we are manifesting, you know, um, all of these things that God has given us access to. And so part of what I, I, I want to just share with us real quickly is what it looks like to build capacity. And, you know, anybody that is going to build capacity in the Lord or anybody that is going to be able to um, endure the bombardment of this age and the bombardment of this time and be able to stand in God must come into a place where you embrace um, uh, 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 embrace the culture of retreating um, to review and to realign yourself. You embrace it fully because in the battle that we are going through in this life, there is a place for a constant retreat. And when I talk about 
about a retreat. I'm not just talking about a physical position. I'm not just talking about a physical change in location, but I'm also talking about a change in location of your spirit, your soul, your mind, and everything that is within you. We must embrace it as a culture to be able to say that I consistently stop whatever I'm doing to go back into the place where I want to hear from God. I stop wherever I'm at, at every point in time. Now, Jesus was speaking to them. I was saying to them, don't pray like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When they pray, they pray to be heard. They pray to be seen. They pray to be noticed. They pray for the benefit of um, some kind of religious standard. He said, but rather when you pray, go into your closet. And we know that later on in the Bible, we began to say pray without season. That means consistently we must be in the closet. That means a believer that is a true believer that adhering to the command of the scripture, which is pray without season, is a believer that without season is always in the closet. So that means that God has called us into a closet life. God has called us to live by a closet system. And what does that look like? That at every point in time, we are in the place where it's just us and the Lord. We are in the place where we shut out the world and we are able to enter into the world of Christ. We are able to enter into the vision of God. We are able to enter into the mind of the spirit at every point in time and in every matter. So if we're going to be able to receive the access that God has allocated for us in this time and in this season, we have to be able to embrace retreating as, as a culture and that place of just stepping back for one moment. But you see, it is impossible to retreat until you have practiced how to sense um, um, that which the Lord uses to provoke you to inquiry. There are some people on this call right now that are about to give up on things in their lives that they are not meant to give up on, but you are about to give up because you think to yourself that surely um, I have come into a dead end. I have come into a place where you know there is nothing more more for me. I have come into a place where I'm meant to give up. I'm meant to walk away. But the Spirit of God says, "Hey, perhaps what you are, what what you are, the way you are analyzing it, and the results that you are saying is is what you will embrace is not my will." The Lord is beginning to speak to us about a sensing that provokes inquiry, and how at different points in our lives and different points in our journey, and especially because we have gotten a prophetic word concerning the month of October, we must take a posture where we say to ourselves, maybe it is not a trouble to throw me off balance. Maybe it's a trouble that is meant to provoke me into a deeper level of inquiry with the Lord. Remember what I always say to you guys, that every place that you enter into in the spirit realm, you enter there first by conversation. The Bible says that the tongue, how be, even though it is small, it has the capacity, like the little staring of a sheep to stare alive to put it on a path and to put it on a course. And the little tongue can set the whole path of life on fire. And so you begin to then realize that wherever you go into, you go into by conversation because your, your tongue is that which stares your life in a particular direction. So whatsoever you have conversation with, you will move with. Whatsoever you engage on the level of words, you have engaged with on the level of covenant 
understand direction. And so if you know that you are not willing to go in a direction, they do not have conversations about it. And so in this season, the spirit of God is saying that maybe the situation is not meant to derail you from him, but it is meant to provoke you to inquire. It is meant to provoke a different kind of conversation between you and God. They have said to you that your child's marriage is about to fail and it's not going to work. That mother that is on this call right now, what you're supposed to say to yourself is this is not meant to provoke me into anger, fear, shame, and grief. This is meant to provoke me into a deeper level of conversation with Jehovah Elohim, the maker of the earth. This is meant to provoke me into a place where I say, my God, how can these things be? How shall one be rescued from such a situation? For it is in the sensing that provokes you into inquiry that you begin to discover depths of the wisdom of God, depths of the strength of God, depths of the power of God. Because you see, there are different kinds of things that can provoke you onto inquiry. Number one is troubles and crisis. They can provoke you into inquiry. Another thing that can provoke you into inquiry is stability and peace. And so sometimes even in a season of peace, you are supposed to say to yourself, my God, why have you calmed the storm? Why have you prevented anything from coming my way, from attacking me, from invading my space? My God, what am I even meant to do with this season of peace? Another thing that should provoke you into inquiry is changes. How be it fast, how be it slow that the changes are happening is meant to provoke you into a place where you say, my God, what is going on? Why is everything moving up and down? Why am I being tossed to and fro? Why am I struggling to deal with multiple transitions at a time? Why am I struggling to find my footing? When you come into a season like this, or you also come, number four, into a season of increase, these four things are meant to provoke you into a new place of inquiry. And so I know that there are some people on this call right now whose lives are fall within either of those four boundaries. As we go on, I want you to just begin to pray and say, my God, I need you to change the plane of conversation that I'm having with you. And I need you to understand this. Tonight, I was speaking to a friend of mine about a challenge that I'm having. And, you know, we spoke about it. We laughed about it. We prayed about it. We, you know, we talked about it. And, you know, after a while, I looked at the friend and I said, you know what? If I can talk to you about this so easily, then I can talk to Jesus. And I said, you know, maybe the reason why I'm where I am is that I've been having a wrong conversation with the Lord. I have been speaking about the matter to God in a different way from a position of helplessness and with the victimization mentality that comes with religiosity. And I'm like, maybe I should change the conversation with Jesus. I said, if you, an earthly person, can be uh, uh, my friend on this level, and I can entrust with this kind of matter, then why can I not entrust it in the same vulnerability with which I'm having this conversation with you and trust it to the Lord also with that same vulnerability as opposed to God help me, God save me, God help me, God hear me, God deliver me. No, no, no. How about Lord Jesus? Here I am. You know, here is exactly how I feel. Here is exactly what it is. And so many times we miss our opportunities for the next level of 
power, for the next level of glory, for the next level of revelation, because we are still limited on the level of conversation. We are still limited on the understanding of the kind of words that the Lord will have us speak to him. The Lord began to say, come, let us reason together. He says, come, let us operate on the same level of thought. Let us operate on the same level of understanding. I want you to not only say to me, but I need you to see, to hear, to receive, and to understand my position on the matter. You see, because that does something powerful when the Lord steps into the boat of your mind and he begins to push away what you imagined the situation to be. And the Lord begins to show you his perspective, his grand plan. I am telling you, there is nothing more liberating, nothing more powerful than the perspective of Jesus. And we have to sustain that capacity to hear God clearly in the midst of crisis, stability, changes, and increase. And so right now, I needed to begin to pray and to say, Father, this is not my final position. So I refuse to halt my intercession. This is not my final take on this matter. So I refuse to stop asking you, oh God, about it. I will stand at the gate of your heart, Jesus, and I will continue to beat on that gate, Father, until I gain perspective, until I gain revelation, until I gain understanding and I gain deliverance. You are my Lord. You are my God. You are the one that has given me access in Christ Jesus and makes it possible for me to have conversations with you on the level of godliness. Today, I draw on the blessedness of the mind of Christ that is within me. And I decree and I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that I have the ability to have holy conversations with God. Perhaps you are listening to me and it's a matter that you have been struggling with for years and you have said to yourself, God, why won't you deliver me? Today, I need you to change that conversation and not say, God, why won't you deliver me? I need you to say, God, how shall we deliver uh, this matter? How shall we be liberated? How shall I, oh God, give me the strategy Give me the plan. Give me the blueprint, oh God. Father, take me away from the position of victim, of being a victim, oh God, and help me to understand that I am wrestling from a position of victory. My God, change, change the heart of conversation within me. My God, change the plane of conversation within me. Father, I refuse to take a victim's position. I refuse to take the position of one that is defeated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Karana Mekoske Paradia come on somebody begin to pray begin to pray let there be an outpouring of revelation an outpouring of wisdom an outpouring of truth upon my life in the name of Jesus. Oh, I receive the understanding of the Holy Ghost. I receive the revelation of the Holy Ghost. I decree and I declare that I am not limited in clarity. In the name of Jesus. I speak to every situation and every circumstance in my life. I decree and I declare that you are drawing me closer to Jesus. You are pulling me 
further into the heart of God in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that by the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, that the Lord God Almighty disappoints the expectations of hell and darkness. I decree that in the name of Jesus, I am pressing into fruitfulness in the spirit. I am pressing into fruitfulness in the mind of God. I am pressing into power in the name of the Lord Jesus. I decree and I declare that by the power of the Holy Spirit, I am caught off from any cord of foolishness, any cord of mediocrity, any cord of reduced thinking in the name of Jesus. I build up my spirit. Come on, somebody pray right now. Build up your spirit in the Holy Ghost. I build up my spirit in the Holy Ghost. I decree and I declare that I am the son of the father. I am the son of the king. I am the son of the lion. I am the son of the ruler of the heavens and the earth. Therefore, I call my mind into territorial imagination in the name of Jesus. I call my spirit into territorial evaluation in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that there is an overturning of the judgment of hell over my life by the blood of Jesus. I receive access into a new level of capacity. I receive access into a new level of faith. I receive access into a new level of grace in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We stand under the watering of your presence. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. You know, uh, we continue on the teaching of access by capacity. I have said to you that one of the ways in which you build and you retain and you increase in capacity is that you, you embrace a culture of consistently retreating to review, to, 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 to change the conversation. Perhaps the Lord God Almighty has got something embedded in all of this. And you see this littered through scriptures gate of opportunity where the people could not rightly evaluate that they were standing in a Kairos moment and they were limited by their understanding of the matter. They were limited by their posture. They were limited by how much they could reason like God. And you see Paul in First Corinthians speaking and says, I am standing at a door. I know it. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can see it. But I know that there are many, many adversaries that are standing against me. And he began to say that this door is open unto me. 
It is a unique door of access that has come to me, but I know that I need increased capacity to be able to deal with the enemies, to be able to deal with the vultures that are standing at this gate, that are standing at this door of access. And Paul began to say, he began to say, listen, I, I, I will do this by combating, by fighting what is standing against me so that I may enter into the fullness. This is a perspective that he had. He knew that, yes, the adversaries are many, but I choose to believe that the adversary system is better inside of me, a new system of access that God is giving to me uniquely and God is giving to me solely that I may be able to stand for him and I may become an access to a generation. So you must embrace that culture. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, even as we have prayed, even as we have spoken, even as we have asked, oh, God, that you help us to embrace the culture of inquiring of you, that we may come into a deeper level of conversations. Father, we declare that our spirit, souls, and body are cleansed, oh God, to be able to operate on this level with you in the name of our Lord Jesus. And if there be anyone on this call who Satan has held hostage because of their inability to converse with you on this level of faith and truth, and on this level of the understanding of your love and your father, Father, if there is anyone that Satan has held hostage because they were unable to access your heart, Father, right now, I just ask that let that spell, let that incantation of hell be broken now in the name of Jesus. And by the power in the blood of Jesus, I call for liberty. I call for liberation. I call for an awakening of your senses to be able to hear God and see God in the midst of the affairs of your life. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So the next thing that I want to talk about on this, on this area of building, of building capacity so that you can consistently receive all the access that God is laying in your life, the next thing is you are not just retreating to God, but you have to know who this God is. Who is this God that you are retreating to? The Bible began to declare in the book of, um, in, in Hebrews 11, and it was speaking in Hebrews 11 from verse five. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he did not see death. He could not be found because God had taken him away for before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And then in verse six, it then says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who approaches him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now it says anyone who would embrace the culture of retreating for the purpose of capacity increase and capacity expansion, he says this person must first believe that he is. For you to be able to build capacity through retreat you must know who you are retreating to. He says, believe that he is. Then he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So why are we doing this for 31 days? It's because we know this principle of diligence in seeking, the diligence of seeking, the diligence of seeking after the Lord. We understand that it opens something to us, but you must know who he is. Father, in the name of Jesus, very simple prayer. Show me who you are in the midst of the circumstances of my life. Remember Jesus in Matthew 16, we shared that scripture a lot in the month of September when he said, who do men say that I am? And all of a sudden, Peter answered and said, you are Jesus, 
the son of the living God. And he said, Simon the Bajona, blessed are thou, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father that is in heaven. And so that means flesh and blood has got the power to reveal. Flesh and blood will reveal to you earthly things. Flesh and blood will reveal to you human standards. Flesh and blood will give you psychological evaluations for spiritual problems. Flesh and blood will try to use medication to solve demonic possession. Flesh and blood has insight. Flesh and blood has got a position in every matter. He says, but this that you have entered into is not by the manipulation of flesh and blood, but it is only my father in heaven that has revealed this to you. So basically what Jesus was saying is that you have come to know a part of me. He says, because of this, he says, now you have moved from just being Simon by Jonah, the son of Jonah. You have also moved from just being a small rock, but now you have become a Petra. You have now become um, a boulder. You have received the boulder capacity and the boulder position in the spirit that makes it possible for me to lay on your shoulder the revelation of the ecclesia. So the next level of being being able to manifest the ecclesia is connected to the knowledge of Christ. So, and the knowledge of Christ or the provoking that brings you into the knowledge of Christ is connected to a time of inquiry. And Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And the disciples began to search inside themselves for answer. And it was in the midst of the inquiry that he was able to arrive at an answer of who Jesus is. And so I'm saying to you today, and he said, and because he arrived at the answer of who Jesus is, he then arrived at capacity to be able to execute the ecclesia mandate. So it begins with inquiry to the knowledge of Christ to capacity and capacity is what makes it possible for you to access everything that heaven has laid for us. And so tonight as we pray the next, like I said, the next prayer is God show me who you are. It's very simple I, I don't know the length and breadth of who you are. There are things inside of you when I read the Bible, oh God, there are things I still don't understand. There are decisions you make, made Jesus that I don't get. But Lord God, I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. The Bible says, who can know the mind of God except the spirit of God himself? And yes, I have the Holy Ghost inside of me. So I call for the mind of the Father in the name of Jesus. My God, I ask that you show me, show me, show me, show me who you are in the midst of the circumstances of my life. Come on, make that prayer. Show me who you are in the midst of my current situation. Show me who you are in the midst of my current dealing. Show me who Jesus is in the midst of all of this, oh God, that I may know, because it says it is that day that come must first know that he is. Father, show me who you are in the matter of my life, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Karema kozumbre higada. Shanda baruke zetele veleke takuza tavala tele tevezegedeke. Who are you, oh God? Who are you, oh God? Who are you, oh God? In the midst of this business I'm trying to start, my God, show me who you are. What investments, Lord, do you have in this initiative that I am trying to start? What investment, Lord, do you have in this relationship I am trying to build? What investment, Lord, do you have in this vision I am trying to execute? What investments, God, do you have in this nation that I am moving into. My God, show me who you are. Show me, oh God, what your heart is in the midst of the matter. Father, expand 
expand my heart, expand my soul, my spirit, make it possible for me, Jesus, to be able to receive you in all your fullness, my God, in whatever way you want to teach me, in whatever way you want to train me, in whatever way you want to show me, but Father, I will not miss the signals of heaven in the name of Jesus. The knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of Christ, enroll me once again in the school of your spirit. Set me once again on the journey of knowledge, oh God, because I know that that you are an unending road of exploration. I know that you are an unending field, oh God, of exploration. I posture myself today to be thrust, oh God, into a deeper level of your will, into a deeper level of the revelation of you, oh God. Father, by faith, I cry out, Jesus, that you will show me, that you will show me, that you will show me who you are in the midst of the circumstances of my life, who you are, oh God, in my marriage. Show me, Jesus. Jesus, in the midst of the circumstances of my home, in the mother name of Jesus, show me Jesus in the midst of the circumstances of my children. Father God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Father, show me what is your proceeding word for me in this season. What is your proceeding opinion? What is your proceeding position? Father God, the Bible says that Jesus had so many things to say, but he could not say to them because they could not understand because they did not have the Holy Ghost. But yeah, I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. So Father, I ask that you break the boundaries, oh God, break the boundaries, oh God, of carnality's weakness, humanity, break the boundaries, oh God, and open our minds, Jesus, open us up to the revelation of your will, of your purpose, of your position, oh God, in the affairs of our lives, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we can no longer operate with the, with the principles of yesterday, with the positions of yesterday. So we are crying out to you, oh God, for the power of today. I hope somebody's praying for themselves. I hope somebody's praying for themselves because you see something is happening in the realm of the spirit. I hear the sound of a fast moving train in the spirit realm. And I suspect in my heart that the Lord God Almighty is speaking about the speed and is speaking about the acceleration and is speaking about the capacity and the weightiness of the prayer that we are praying right now. So press in once again and say, Lord Jesus, show me you in the midst of my life. Show me you in the midst of my life. May I not be like the men on the road to Emmaus that were fellowshipping with you, that were breaking bread with you, that were moving with you, and yet they could not tell that you were Christ until you departed from them. Father, help me to be able to translate the burning sensation in my heart. Oh God, help me to be able to translate it to the knowledge of Christ. The men said that our hearts not burn within us when he spoke. Father, help me to be able to translate, oh God, the burning and the sensing in my heart, oh God. Help me to be able to translate it into the revelation of you, into 
the revelation of Jesus. My God, Meriakabonsa Keparadesha, Lake Koromush Kimata, Keriakoburiaka, Puriaka, Puriaka, Puriaka. May I not be blinded and deceived to imagine that Christ is no longer with me and Christ is no longer in me and my life is no longer through Christ. For if I am heeding Christ and Christ is heeding God, then the events and the experiences of my life are embedded in God and in Christ. So Father, I ask that in the name of Jesus, help me to be able to see, help me to be able to understand the affairs of my life through the lenses of your will. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Alande Kuriana Sande Vekepai. Shongende Vele, Jongende Vele, Jongende Vele, Jongende Vele. Oreka Baba 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 Raka Sekele Bahai. Yes, Jesus. Help me find my way. Bring me back to you. Areka Parea Sakele Kaka. Cause you're all. All I want. And you're all I've ever needed. And you're all I want. Help me know you. Help me know you are near. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Omelea kamanto zibai. Ekavai, ekavai, ekavai. Valeande bereasa. Vekomelo shokibai. Barande kibalaka soklehiga. Help me to know you. Help me to know you. Help me to know you. Because there is a reward. There is access that is connected to the knowledge of the will and the desire and the hope of Christ and the hope of God in the current circumstance of your life. Father, may I not see my pain? May I not see my trouble? May I not see my earthly, fleshly, carnal desires. May I not see my disappointments and my fears, but help me to see you, God. May I not be wrongly programmed by hell to view life and the presentations and the opportunities of life through the veil of my past experiences. But may I be able to view life and the opportunities of life through the lenses of your will and your desire. And so God, I ask, I command by the power of the Holy Ghost that your fire will consume every demonic dark lens of hell that wants to discolor the image of your will in my life. Father, let such 
a veil be burnt to ashes by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I expose myself to the vision of heaven, to the heart of God, to the desire of the King in my life, in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, in my mind, in my body. I expose myself to the fullness of the light of Zion, that the light of God will enter into me and completely wash and purge my life in the the name of Jesus. So you must know who you are retreating to. You must know why you are retreating to him and you must know what he is able to do in you. The reason why many times we don't get answers to our prayers is because we throw ourselves on God. Yes, just as a father, but we forget that the father dimension of God is what pulls us into the kingdom and makes it possible for us to have a place in the family. But there is something else that also gives us capacity and strength and ability. It is the father dimension that is mixed with the George dimension. And so many times we miss it because we don't remember that we also need to be able to operate on the level where we can articulate and communicate and meet with God on the level of him being the George. When you come to God on that level, you then realize that it is not just who he is, but it is also about why you have come to him. Do you really believe that he is the one, but it is also about what he is able to work in you. So tonight I ask you, what is your expectation of tonight's prayer? What is your expectation of the entire prayers in this month? Have you written down what you want? Have you written down what your hope, your expectation, and your desire is of God? What do you believe that the Spirit of God will walk in you by reason of fasting for 31 days? What do you believe that the Lord will build in you by reason of getting up to pray at 10.30? Some people are in Kenya, they are praying at 12.30. Some people are in South Africa, they are praying in a different time zone, London, um, uh, uh, America, Canada. Canada, why are you on this call? Why are you diligently seeking him? What do you believe the Lord God will do for you? And do you know, is it, is, is it in fact, the, the, the level of what you are believing, is it on the level of God's capacity, ability? Is it on the level of what the Lord has said he will do? Or is it on your level? The woman by the well, the most she could believe Jesus for was for water. The most she could believe Jesus for was for just a drink, was for just um, the kind of water that he would give to her there at the well. Maybe she even felt like Jesus was coming onto her by reason of her previous experiences in life. And it veiled her ability to see that this is, this is the Messiah. At some point, she then broke into religion and thought to herself, you know, but maybe he is just... Um, a, a, a prophet, but Jesus is like, if only you knew who was standing, who was standing beside you, who is offering you a drink, then you would change your conversation. Hear me. Jesus is offering you an opportunity today. And he says, do you know who you're standing before? What is it 
you're going to ask of God. Before we move on, I want you to just take a pen and a paper or take your phone or something, but please don't go to Instagram, don't go to text messages. I feel like the Spirit of God will have us write down three expectations we have of the Lord for the month of October. Three expectations. Write your three expectations. Come on, I need you to do it now. I need you to write, I'm writing mine. I'm writing mine. Go ahead and write it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Father. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we thank you. Because we know, Lord Jesus, that you have already begun to do great and mighty things in our lives. Lord, we just commit these three things into your hands, oh God. Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, you who is able to perform and able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond that which we could ask or imagine. Father, we thank you because it is before you, Lord, that we have raised all of this. It is before you, God, that we have raised. You have commanded us. You asked us, Lord, to write. You know, so Father, here we are. We have written, oh God. I will just ask you, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, that you will take each one of these things, Holy Spirit, and that, Lord God, you will hide it in your heart for the purpose of performance, Lord Jesus. You will show us, Father, how to posture ourselves to receive the answers when they come in the name of Jesus, my God, that you would open our eyes to be able to see when you are working them out, and we will not be the ones that stand in the way of the manifestation of these three things in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Father, we receive the answers and we receive an outpouring of manifestation from heaven in this month in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Praise Jesus. Praise God. Oh, I'm so happy for everyone. And I hope you wrote those three things by faith, trusting God um, for all that the Lord is about to do. Now, so I want to share with you real quickly before we go. So saying that we are talking about, you know, capacity, building capacity for access of the deeper things that the Lord has got for us. Um, There are five things that I want to say to you real quickly before we go about how you can um, actually, you know, retreat into God so that you can enter into a place of increased capacity. Number one, you must be ready to break the status quo. And I need you to hear me very carefully. I don't know about you, there may be people here on this call that are pastors that have, you know, followed God for years that have served the Lord diligently through seasons of the earth and seasons of life. I don't know who you are and I don't know where you are listening to me from. But one thing that I do know is that I have been in seasons um, when I have felt like, you know what, God, I, I don't know what else to do, what else to say. I have prayed all the prayers that I know to pray. And when I get into seasons like that, I sense the spirit of God saying, when you have prayed all the prayers, you know to pray, pray again. Because you ask yourself, here is Elijah. He shut up the heavens by the word of the Lord, I believe. <clears throat> and then he comes into a season where he's like, you know what? It's time for God to restore the land. He deals with the altar of Baal and the priests of Baal. And then he says to the, to the king, hey, rain is going to fall today. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And then he goes into the place of prayer and then he begins to pray. And he says to the servant, oh yeah, go out, go and check. I'm sure there's a hand, you know, I'm sure the sky is about to move. And the servant comes back and he's like, um, sir, sorry to disappoint you, um, but I don't see anything. There's nothing moving. He's like, well, go and check again. And he comes back and he's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see a little dark cloud but it's small like the fist of the man and he is praying. The Bible says he put his head between his knees and he's like, my God, the question is what was Elijah saying? What was Elijah crying out to God? What was he saying? If he had already heard the sound of abundance of rain, if he was already convicted that the rain was going to come, then what was his prayer point? Why did he remain in that posture? You see, many times we have to learn to break the status quo. Some of us are still using scriptures that because our spiritual father said it, those are the scriptures we are still repeating. We don't have any new scriptures we have discovered for ourselves. We don't have any new principles in God that we have discovered for ourselves. But you see, the times of vulnerability, the times of pain, the times of a quest are the very times that give you the opportunity to know God like never before. It is in desperation that men break into new levels of prayer. It is in desperation that men discover the miraculous hand of God. It is in desperation that men discover dimensions of operation and ways in which you navigate the captivities of the realm of the spirit. I say to you today that God is presenting to you an opportunity to get to know him, an opportunity to push into him through inquiry, but that opportunity is meant to help you arrive at capacity because you will then realize that when you make this journey of the search with the Lord, something happens to you. Your spirit is expanded. Your mind is expanded. Your soul is expanded. You 
enter into another level of capacity in God. Come on, somebody, you have to learn to break the status quo of prayer. You need to learn to break the status quo of prayer. You are still praying passionless prayer. You are still praying prayers as though it's all in God's hand, as though you have no role to play. You have to enter into the place where you see your responsibility in the outcome of your life. And you have to come into a place of doggedness, a place of desperation, a place where you say, my God, like Jacob, I will not let you go until you bless me. I am not about to shift from my mind that you are able to save and deliver and restore and rebuild. I will not shift from that place in my mind. I am not double-minded about your capacity, oh God, but I choose to break the status quo of my former level of prayer. I choose to break the status quo of the former position that I took in this matter. My God, I choose to enter into the place where I believe that indeed you are able. Come on, somebody pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The second thing is, if you're going to break the status quo, you have to be able to dismantle previous mindsets. And I know what I'm talking to you about. The Bible says, the Bible began to speak about the warfare in our minds, the warfare in our minds. It says casting down, you know, every um, imagination, pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations and high things that lift up themselves above the knowledge of God. So when the Bible speaks about casting down imagination, I'm telling you that imagination is a tangible substance in the realm of the spirit. And until you take that which you are imagining and you pull it down to the ground, if you don't do that, it has the capacity to manifest in your life. So a person that will be able to build capacity by reason of drawing into God in the place of inquiry must understand how to cast down, how to take down the things that exist in the heavenly realms, the things that exist in the tangible realm. That is to tell you that the imagination of a man is not just pictures in his mind. The imagination of a man are tangible substances in the mind of the man. That's why the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it will flow the issues, the affairs, the manifestations of your life. So the things that you see around you is a product of the imaginations that you never casted down. So tonight, I want you to begin to pray. I said dismantle. It says, tear down strongholds, pull down strongholds, mindsets, imaginations that lift up themselves above the knowledge of God. What does that mean? Above God's position in the matter, above God's heart in the matter, above what the Bible says concerning the matter, anything that lifts itself up, that is arrogantly speaking against God's position in the matters of your life. You need to say to it and say, no, by the power of the Holy Spirit and according to the knowledge of God, this is not the will of God. This is not how God has dictated that my life should go. So therefore I cast you down. Therefore Therefore, I pull you down. Therefore, I command you to lose your footing and to lose your stronghold. I enter into the wisdom of God. I enter into the potential of the knowledge of God. And I declare that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, 
Kapura Sanda, Eboria da Baraka Sengrongemiataba, Shiko Parigaza, E Kaparageta, Alla Teleboska Pariana Katoska, anything in my life, anything in my mind, anything in my thought realm, anything in my imagination realm, that lift up itself above the knowledge of the capacity and the will of God. God, I tear you down by the power of the Holy Spirit. I decree and I declare that my mind is sealed by the word of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oranamaske papaye. Come on, somebody is contending for their future. Somebody is contending for their future. Somebody is contending for the future of their children. Somebody is escaping the shackle of hell. Somebody is escaping the scheme of hell. Right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we escape, we escape, we escape in the name of Jesus. For he has broken the gates of brass and on the back. As of Ion asunder, he has broken the gates of brass and torn the bars of Ion asunder. Jehovah has broken these gates of brass and torn the bars of Ion asunder. He has broken the gates of brass. And turn the bars of iron asunder. Oh, my mind, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, praise the Lord. For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, to the children of men, he has broken these gates of brass. And turn the bars of iron asunder. He has broken these gates of brass. And turn the bars of iron asunder. Jehovah broken the gates of brass. And turn the bars of iron asunder. He has broken the gates of brass. And turn the bars of iron asunder. The third thing you must do, if you'll be able to enter into God well and retreat into God for the purpose of capacity, is that you must learn to pray true spiritual prayers. True spiritual prayers. It is not every prayer that is true. It's not every prayer that is spiritual. Some prayers are very carnal. Some prayers are very childish. Some prayers are very low level as compared to where the Lord is. So I want you to ask the Lord and say, God, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. People say to me, P.I., how are you able to pray in your understanding and you articulate it 
so well. I learned it. I pressed in. I stayed in the Lord. And I learned to articulate my heart. And as I articulate, the spirit of God will say to me, no, 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 this is not right. This is not true. This is not spiritual. This position is not right. And then he will counter what I just articulated with a scripture. And then immediately I will turn around and I will speak that scripture, the heart of that scripture, the position of that scripture. And then as I move on again, the spirit of God will say to me, no, but you are not speaking the fullness of that scripture. Now here is how to look at it. Now here is what to consider. And then I begin to navigate gently, gently, but slowly, but surely. I navigate into the heart of God. And trust me, the moment I hit the bull's eye, I know it. The moment I arrive at the heart and the mind of God in that prayer, I know it. And from that place, I enter into declaration. I enter into rebuking, contending, pulling down, casting down until I have arrived at the place of clear understanding what is there to put down? What is there to cast down when you don't even know what you're fighting? And so ask the Lord, teach me to pray Holy Spirit. The Bible says, even when we don't know what to pray for or pray about, the Holy Ghost maketh intercession unto the Father. He makes it through us. So Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to commune with God. Teach me how to pray spiritual prayers. In the name of Jesus. The fourth thing that you must be able to embrace if you will build capacity for access is that you must embrace meditation. Embrace, I'm not talking about yoga. I'm not talking about all this rubbish, new age, nonsense things that are flying around everywhere. I pray that the spirit of God will burn their altars and burn the microphone and the speakers through which they are propagating this in the name of Jesus. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about meditation because you see, there are boundaries of meditation. There are boundaries of the word. And the word sets the boundaries within which your mind can roam, within which your thoughts can go. There are procedures in the spirit by which a person arrives at the heart of God. It is not every meditation that will take you to Jesus. So meditation will take you face to face with Satan. So meditation will carry you into the arms of disease, into the arms of mistake, into the arms of adultery, fornication, all kinds of things. The question is, who are you meditating on? What is the vehicle of your meditation? And what is the expectation of your heart? So who are you meditating on? We're meditating on Jesus. We're meditating on God, the maker of the heavens and the earth. We are meditating on his heart and his will. What is the vehicle of our meditation? The vehicle of your meditation is the word of the Lord and the spirit of God. This is the vehicle within which you allow, you permit your mind to rest and you allow it to carry your mind away. Nothing else is permitted to carry your mind. Nothing else is permitted to move your mind, except it is encapsulated in the word of the Lord. And and in the spirit of God. And the last thing is, what is your expectation? Where do you expect to arrive at? You have to expect to arrive at a fullness of God, at a depth of the Lord, at a revelation of God. You need to expect. So how do you meditate with the word as your vehicle? You will take the word of the Lord and you will look at it and say, ah, the Bible says, he who dwelleth in the sacred place of the most high. That can be your meditation throughout the day. You Every time your mind is going anywhere, you just allow your mind to think about what it means to dwell. 
He who dwells in the secret place, what it means to dwell, but you are not dwelling in an open, exposed space, but you are dwelling in a closed, secret space. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. That means in as much as the Most High makes himself available to men and people, but yet the Most High is also secret. The most high also has a portion of himself that is not seen and observed by all. So our God, this is where I want to dwell. I want to dwell in the place that many do not see. Therefore, I know that I will see what many cannot see. So Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, this is how you meditate. You hold on to a word of the Lord and you allow it to govern your thought throughout the day. You, you try to find the manifestation in the, of that word in everything that you are doing throughout the day. And lastly, as we go to bed, deep dive into the word of the Lord. These are the five ways in which you can ensure that you journey into God for the purpose of capacity for your next level of access. Break the status quo dismantle previous mindsets, true, pray true spiritual prayers, meditate consistently on God and allow yourself deep dive into the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord are not texts. The word of the Lord is the entirety of what you see in creation. Every single thing, every planet, every star, every kingdom, every ruler, everything you see existing in the created world finds its rooting, finds its expression, and finds its keeping in the word of the Lord. The Bible says by faith we understand that the, we understand that the worlds, not just the earth, that the worlds were made by the word of God. And so every world, everything created is held together. God is access and the spirit of God is bringing you into deeper places. The spirit of God is bringing you into deeper levels as you stay with the word. So meditate on the word. Take a deep dive into the Bible, like a diver that is going into the deep sea. Do not be a sufficient Bible reader. Do not be one that takes the word of the Lord at face value. Be a studious Christian. The Bible says that we should make sure that we study the word to make sure we are approved, workmen that are approved, that are not ashamed. That means you can be a workman of the word, but you can be a shameful believer when you are a believer.
that is not studious in the word of the Lord. So the Bible began to say to us that we must deep dive into the word of God. We must deep dive into scriptures. We must deep dive into the Bible, make it a habit to want to see the entirety of God's word. Make it a habit to never stop at what appears. Take your pen and take your paper and go into the Bible. Use all kinds of apps. I have shown you guys how to use the blue letter Bible. Use the blue letter Bible to study you know, take all, all kinds of books, you know, and uh, evaluate what is the meaning of this word. Use your concordance. What is the meaning of that word? Go back and read the history behind the text. Go and find out what was the culture, what was the language, what was the position of the people at this time when this text was being written. What could the Lord have been saying? Stay with one verse for one week and unpack it and unveil it. Look, you can never finish the Bible before Jesus comes, even in eternity, they'll still be teaching us the same Bible. So it's okay. Don't put yourself under unnecessary pressure. Study. Allow yourself study. It's like when you want to cook. I don't, I will use the analogy of a woman. When you want to cook better soup, there's a way you will package every single thing. You bring your pomo, you bring your shaki, you bring your cow leg, you bring your beef, you bring your fish, dry fish, stock fish. You know, you put as in you would, the, the soup will be like forest, different components inside. You know, when you cook that food, the, my people will say, soup when sweet, na better money nine kilo. That's what the, our people say. If the soup is sweet, it's because money went into that soup. In the same way, when you want to read the word, read it like you are cooking better soup. You will tell yourself that you see this verse. Anywhere this verse passes me, whether it's in the middle of the night or whether I'm sleeping, whether it's during the day, whether they just even put the verse within a movie and they did not write the verse, but you are observing the verse and I say, ah, what well, is that scripture now that speaks about the word of the Lord? Ah, this, this, this movie is founded upon Genesis, the tree of life. Ah, ah. What are they talking about? You any you can smell the verse, you can see the verse, you can hear the verse in everything. Enter it, study it. There is power in knowledge. Do you understand? There is power in knowledge. There is power in knowledge. And the reason why many people don't fear God anymore is because they don't know God. We have to know him. When you know the Lord, you are helpless and reckless before Jesus. I remember when I woke up this morning, I just, you don't understand. I rode from the bed to my knees. I said, God, have mercy on me. God, help me. God, my life. Because I fear God. And some people will say, now who no fear God? Now I fear. Actually, I no fear who no fear God. Who no fear God is a stupid person. To fear the Lord is the beginning of any kind of knowledge and power you can have. But you don't arrive at, at a holy reverential fear, except you know him through the holy word. So, Tonight, I encourage you as we go back, get into the word of the Lord. Without the word of the Lord, you cannot build capacity for all the things that God has reserved for you in the month of October. I know that none of us will be left behind. None of us will miss what God has positioned for us. Somebody said, how do we use the blue letter Bible? Ah, that will be another day. Don't worry, one of these days in prayer rain, I will bring all my study materials. I will bring all the Bibles that I use, the books that I use, the dictionaries I use. I will gather all of them and I will show you one by one how you use them. As a matter of fact, we can just do a study. We'll just take a verse that we will study on that day. And one by one, I will show you how to study. Look, when, when you know the word, 
you can pray for hours. Like prayer, the only reason why I'm closing this prayer meeting is because I'm sorry for you people. If you leave me here, I will stay here. We'll be going. I'll be teaching you about how to build capacity for access. I will be, we'll, this thing, we'll do it for the next six hours. You know, prayer, I know they fear me. Why? Because there's so much to pray. God is, is a bundle of revelation and there's too much of God to unpack. He's like tiny layers, tiny layers. As you open one, another one will open. As you open one, he's, he's greater than the Russian doll. You know, the, the, the depth of Christ and the availability of Christ is, is so much. You can never expend him, you know. So I encourage you, hunger for the Lord, thirst for him, quest for him. When you hold your Bible, hold the Bible and say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. You know, sometimes it's as if the Bible should press and enter your heart. So when people say to me, you know, you're a teacher of the word, I'm like, no, don't understand. You know, I'm not a teacher of the word. I'm the student of the word. The word is teaching me. I'm not a teacher of the word. I'm a student of the word. I'm being taught by the word. I am being schooled in the word. I am being flogged. I'm being trained. I'm being slapped by the word. I am a studious believer. I'm a servant of the word of the Lord. You know, so, and anything that raises up itself to contend against God's word, as far as I'm, is contending against my peace. So whenever my life is not in alignment with God, I'm not at peace. I'm not okay. And when I have peace, when I know I should not have peace, I pray against that peace. Take away from me any demonic peace, the peace of Jonah, the kind of peace that will make you, you enter the mount of whale and you use your two legs to jump inside whale mouth. God, I beg, come on that kind of peace for my body in Jesus' name. I know one time. Remove it. Give me trouble. Trouble my head. Trouble my life until I run to your knees and I submit myself to your word, oh God. You know, so people of God, uh, this is day three and the Lord is doing so much in us and the Lord is establishing so much in us. And I don't want us to stop here. I need us to keep praying. I need us to keep pressing. I need us to keep pushing. When you start prayers like this, sometimes you used to feel as if, are we really praying it? Are we really going anywhere? But wait, enter day 14, enter day 15. Something begins to break from your life. The way I used to call it, you see, if even bad, bad decisions you were making, you would just see God We just come with soap and high soap and uh, kerosene. Wash your head. All the yamayama bad, bad decisions and nonsense imagination will fall from your head. Demons will drop and your eyes will open and you enter into a rich and expansive place in the spirit realm where you are never short of words or short of prayer or short of revelation and communication with God. Something happens to your spirit where you stay consistently in search. So I encourage you to do that. Keep fasting. Don't stop fasting. Fast, fast, fast. Remember our fasting schedule for this month. It is, you know, I actually do used to realize how much we fast until I meet people for the first time. And after like one month, the person say, please, people are always fasting. You are always telling me about a fast you are doing. I'm thinking, hey, but at the same time, I remember food I used to eat is a lot, you know, but it's good. Maintain a culture. We should have a fasted life. Not just a fasted season, but a life that is constantly fasting. So fast consistently. There are some things that don't come out. There are some things inside of you that are not exposed until you enter fasting and prayer season. After you've done fasting for 15 days, 21 days, you will now begin to realize, ah, I'm a selfish person, blood of Jesus. After it took 21 days 
for that habit that has been lying dormant, that sleeper cell that Satan imputed into you from the day your father was born, he began to plan that two generations to come, this I'm going to take them down. And it has just been lying there somewhere under, not seen, not heard. It doesn't even expose itself. You never realize until after you fasted. Jesus had to fast 40 days and 40 nights for him to realize that he had the tendency to use his power to turn stone to bread just because he's hungry. And he could never have known. He had to fast 40 days and 40 nights for him to realize that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's like, I want the glory of the kingdoms of this world. Because how did Satan take him? You know, how did Satan do it? Sometimes we read that thing and we think Satan just appeared and said, Jesus, turns to no. These, these temptations of Christ could have been physical, but many of them, because he was in the wilderness, so how did he now go and stand on top of the top of the temple? How did he do it? So it wasn't his physical body that moved. It was his mind. It was his imagination. It was his heart. And so sometimes it takes 40 days and 40 nights fasting for you to realize that, ah, my heart is out of order. My soul is in a wrong place. My mind, Jesus. And when you find it out, what do you do? It's like, I don't know. It's like boomerang. The same God that threw you, carry yourself, throw yourself back to him. He will throw you out and say, uncle, this game, we're going to play it for all eternity. You throw me, I throw myself back at you. You throw me into the wild, I'm going to throw myself back at you. I'm saying this thing and it sounds crazy, but that's the only way to live a victorious life. You keep flinging yourself back to Jesus. I realize, Lord, my heart is not as true as I thought. My intentions are not as pure as I thought. Father, it has taken 21 days for me to realize like, yeah, 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 yeah. You get spiritual problem for my family. Jesus, when that happens, what do you do? Throw yourself right back at God. Do not allow the things that are exposed to you to intimidate you away from the presence of the Lord. Do not let them intimidate you away from submitting yourself to God. Whenever your weaknesses and troubles and struggles are revealed, throw yourself back to Jesus. And I know that as you do these things, that the Lord himself will establish you in his will, will establish you in his truth, will establish you by grace. He will preserve your inheritance. And on that day, when me and you will jam in heaven, even for those of you that I don't know, God will stand, we will not be ashamed. We will look at each other and say, ah, yeah, thank God for praying. Thank God for all those days of fasting. We will see how the Lord used these days to keep us and to preserve us and to establish us and to grow us and to increase us in Jesus' name. It is in him that we have believed. We have nobody else to turn to except Jesus. And he's faithful and he is just to save us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So um, our uh, fast, remember, is from 6 p.m. to 12 p.m. It's an 18-hour fast. In fact, just talking about the fast, my mouth is dry. So from 6 p.m. every day, you don't eat anything until 12 p.m. the next day. From 6 p.m. every day, you don't eat anything until 12 p.m. the next day. So you have a window within which you, you can fast. You know, so your window... <laughs> Somebody just said something very funny. It says, P.I., the angels are requesting autograph for their witness. <laughs> that is so funny, but so 
cool in, and imagination at the same time. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be so beautiful? Hey, hey, can you autograph? And I'm like, yeah, P.I. was here, P.I. of the most time. Anyway, God, I beg, help my vanity in Jesus' name. So, um, yes, so you have that window to fast. I know some of you have never seen this kind of fasting before. Even me, have not seen such before. But, you know, we just used to follow Jesus. Anyway, say turn left to turn left, turn right to turn right. We don't really understand it. We don't actually really like it. I don't like this fast. I've mastered six to six. That one is easy for me, you know. But this one, my eye is turning on its own. You understand? My stomach is dancing on its own. But we're going to make it. You understand? We'll make it. We consecrate these moments to God. We consecrate this time to the Lord. We consecrate our expectations, our hearts, our desires. We are not fasting to lose weight. You can lose weight as a byproduct for those of you who have the capacity to me. It doesn't happen for me like that, but Jesus Christ, I bless you, Jesus. Father, amen. So well, that's not why we're fasting. We're fasting because we want to apprehend the weight of God, the weight of his desires, his heart, his emotions, his positions, his expectations. We are waiting, we are staying, we are seeking. And for those of you, remember, we wrote three things. Don't forget these three things. Pray over them every day and trust the Lord that as this month is en ending, you would have entered the three things. Embrace your weakness. When you are weak from the fast, say, Holy Ghost, I am weak. I am tired. I really want to eat. When you get home at six and they are frying the kind of plantain that used to take people to hell. Don't act as if you don't know that plantain is to send. Ah, Father God, I really want to eat this plantain, but Jesus, help me in the name of Jesus. I use God. They beg you, God. I use Jesus to plead with you. Help me to resist this plantain. You understand? Do not hide your weaknesses from the Lord. Do not hide your weaknesses. If you, if you know me very well and you listen to me for one week straight, personally, you go tired. You'll be asking yourself, where is the most high inside the PI? Because I'm just his baby. Like, I'm just his child. I'm not even trying to make any impression before the Lord. I'm just like, Father, I'm yours. Without you, you know, I'm nothing. So help me, Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. You know, so be, be a baby. Do you understand? Father, this thing is hard. You know, it's in the evening that people say, let's go out for dinner. That's such a temptation. Don't go one month. I can't have dinner this month. I end at six. If you want us to have dinner four to six, good. After six, I cannot have dinner again. Do you understand? These are very little principles. You know, my chef, for some reason, was so enthusiastic today. I had to say, get it behind me. Uh, nine o'clock, madam, what are you going to eat? I said, Uncle, leave me. I'm not eating anytime. So 10.30, madam, we'll prepare for you roast plantain with pepper sauce. I said, yes, I'm not eating. Uh, I will eat after 12, 12 o'clock on the dot. They are knocking on my door. Boom, 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 boom. The nanny is like, madam, the chef said, I should tell you food is set on the table. I said, hey, God. The evil of Esau, they want to steal my destiny for me via food, but it's not going to work. But alas, at about 2 p.m., I finally ate and I started with Eba because there's a certain kind of food you need for capacity for the journey ahead of you. So make sure that you are positioning yourself, you are wise about this fasting season and let the people around you know, Jonathan, that this is my current position. 
your hands so that they can help you. People of God, let me go to my room because I'm now just in the gist that does not concern prayer in again. I'm sorry for anybody who will watch this video five years from now. I'm sure they'll be like, what, what, how did we just switch? What just happened? So I love you guys very much. And like I said, please always remember me in your prayers. Look, I am so humble to ask, like pray for me. Oh, hey, even Jesus, the Bible says, and Satan left him for a season. You understand? So if my master savior, Jesus was tempted, is it me, small me that, Satan will not tempt. You understand? Hey, I don't plan on dying on a cross. Imagine Jesus that died on cross. You know, so just pray for me. Pray for me. When you remember me, when you remember me, for those of you laughing, those of you that say we love you, Pierre, when you remember Pierre, I just say, God, Father, keep her. Father, do not let the enemy override her. Do not let Satan be able to you know, have a foothold in her life. Jesus, strengthen that woman. You know, just send blessings and blessings my way. And every time I remember you also, I will pray for you. Remember, we are all spiritual hustlers. We are all hustling this thing called salvation, faith, and the knowledge of God and eternal life and the power of the age to come. None of us is a professor in this matter. Enoch that tried to overknow, the Bible says vanish like this. So I don't want to vanish on you guys. I know, claim to know too much, but the little I know, I will share with you. So pray for me, I'll pray for you, and our Lord Jesus will keep all of us until he's appearing. I'll be looking out for you. How long is the fast for? 31 days, oh. We're fasting for 31 days. So tie your two wrapper, tighten your belt. It's not about to end anytime soon, you understand? Hey, 31 days straight. We're going to end it on the 31st of October. Yes. And we're going to end in praise and dancing and singing, you know, and eating. Yeah. But I suspect that after 31 days, some people will just, you would have <laughs> set into this fasted position. All right. I love you. Good night. You know, night is my time. So if you leave me here, we're going to stay here till tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. I say goodbye in Jesus' name. I break it. Break this call in the name of Jesus. Goodbye. Love you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye.